TED Audio Collective. This is Tyler. He's a veteran. Uh, like I looked up, like how long does it take to transition? What happens when someone does transition? And so I thought maybe it would be better if trans people weren't able to serve. And this is Maddie. She's also a veteran.、Uh, I served for 16 years in the military. So the place I have in my heart for the Marines is right next to the place where I feel in my core that I'm trans. Hi, Maddie. Hello. How are you? Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary workday until the Singapore presentation is at three a.m. The office was shocked. <laughs> That's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. <laughs> I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. I'm Dylan Marin, and welcome back to Conversations with People Who Hate Me, the show where I move negative online conversations from inboxes, comment sections, and social media posts to phone calls. Now, sometimes I speak one-on-one -on -one with people who have said negative things about me on the internet, and other times I share this platform with people who have received their own digital negativity. In this episode, I'm connecting two people who didn't know each other before this call. Their relationship is through me. My first guest, Tyler Gilmore, is my husband's cousin, and the other guest, Maddie Makara, is the wife of my childhood babysitter. Why am I connecting them? Well, it comes down to one topic: the proposed ban of transgender folks serving in the military. In a since-deleted Facebook post, Tyler, a veteran of the Marines, publicly expressed his support of the ban. Maddie is also a veteran of the Marines, and she recently came out as a trans woman. First, I'll speak one-on-one -on -one with Tyler. Then I'll speak one-on-one -on -one with Maddie, and after that, I'll connect them to each other. So let's get started. Hi, Tyler. Hello. How are you? <laughs> good. I'm doing good. You are a veteran. Yes. And a Marine. Yes. Okay. So what made you want to join the Marines? I, I mean, there was there's like a. A plethora of reasons why I wanted to join.、Um, I come from kind of like a poor family, and I wanted to explore the world and get out of you know a, the small town of Middleton, Idaho. <laughs> and I also was kind of like trying to come out of the closet at the same time. And so it was like this. I, I thought in my head, I thought like if I join the Marine Corps,、mm -hmm. you know, part of me was like it, it'll turn me into a man, right?、Mm -hmm. Like quote unquote. And And then the other part of me was like, "Oh, I'll be the first Marine to serve openly gay." Well, obviously, wasn't true at the time.、Right. I just was unaware. But you were like,、um, "But why like, not?" Yeah, it was like both <laughs> of those. Let's get that record. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So yeah, and it was it was a good choice. I mean, ultimately, I'm the first person you know in my immediate family to、mm -hmm. even get a degree, and so it it, it ended up being very very yeah、uh, very good for me. What was it like being in the Marines? It's very intense、mm -hmm. and.、Uh, Like right, right in the beginning, like boot camp was really、um, challenging. I definitely cried a few times. Everybody cries at boot camp, and if、mm -hmm. they say they didn't, they're, they're lying.、Um, and <laughs> but this is the truth. Yeah, from exactly. You know, yeah. And so, like, it, you know, like middle of the night, like no one's looking. You know, you、yeah. just kind of like you kind of just like, you know, you sob. Yeah, <laughs> like like deep, deep sobbing. So yeah, it was it was. I always when people ask me, I always say it was like very intense. It was some of the best and worst experiences of my life,、um, and it taught me. 
amazing lessons. I think a lot of times in the United States, we do live in this very like small bubble Mm. of like very safe bubble for the most part, but going to places like war torn nations Mm -hmm. uh, that really, I I almost feel like everybody should have to go and see something like that because it Mm -hmm. is so intense and it is so eye opening and it really changes your view on everything from like how you view your family to how you view your friends, how you view objects. Like I just don't view objects the same anymore. Like none mm. of that seems to matter uh, since I came back. And You mean yeah. like material? Yeah, like yeah. materialistic stuff, yeah. And I'm in what's called inactive service. Okay. So if, you know, shit hits the fan, they're going to yeah. call back someone like me and right. other people who have... Who's inactive right now. Yeah, exactly. And so what have you been doing in your inactive duty time? Well, the first thing I did when I got out, I took some college courses when I was in, um, I just, I was in a combat battalion and we we just could not mm-hmm. do courses. I, right. I wanted to do school so bad and yeah. I couldn't do it. So when I got out, I immediately went to a community college in Bellingham, Washington. Yeah. And so about, you know, in my second year of college, I started applying to schools um, and I got accepted into Cornell, hmm. uh, which was across the country. Mm-hmm. And I, once I got accepted, I screamed, you know, yeah. on my bag. <laughs> right, right, like, right, right. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I packed my bag up and, or yeah. my whole car, my apartment up yeah. and, and drove across country. Yeah. And now I'm, that's where I'm at now. Okay, great. Cornell. Now to, to bring this into a more macro conversation, July of 2017, Trump announces the trans ban Mm -hmm, in the military. And your feelings about that were? Uh, That tweet, I was absolutely against the tweet. Like, it's not necessary to say something like that. So I I was not for that. But, you know, is it? you know, a good thing to have transgenders in the military? Does it does it affect the overall readiness? Okay, so in a since-deleted Facebook post, you expressed support for the ban. Not the tweet, but the ban. Um, why, why did you write that post? I saw, like, outrage on the left, right? Mm-hmm. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, how dare you do something like that? I was annoyed um, that the left was reacting like this when they're so... When I felt like they were so opposed to the military industrial complex in general. Mm. A a lot of my friends on the left are like just uh, so mad at me that I could even think that maybe it would be um, a good idea to have a ban on transgenders in the military. And that was just my argument. I was like, well, I mean, they're not inclusive and they're not equitable. That's not the point of the military. The military's point is to to be a a fighting force to to kill, you know? When people started pushing back on you for that post, how, how did you start to feel? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I didn't feel I wasn't I. I mean, I wasn't upset, you know. But I, w- I was just kind of like, like lay lay off me. Most of them weren't even military members, and that's what's irritating. It was like people who had never even experienced the military and have no idea what it's like to be under the pressure of combat. Mm-hmm. And then they're coming at me, being like, "We need to do this and this," and I'm just like, "Shut the fuck up." And and where do you stand now on it? Are are you pro the trans ban? I'm I'm honestly just so confused about it. Like I I. I don't want to be against it, but and I and I want to be for it because I want to I want everybody to feel you know a part of this country. I don't want them to feel you know left out, but it is really complicated because I do feel like there's a lot of issues that come on board with that. Like I looked up like how long does it take to transition? What are like the mm. uh, what happens when someone does transition? Um, I watch a few YouTube videos and um, and so my thing is if someone comes in and they're trans with the hope to transition in the military that that makes them inoperable for like six months to a year is what i read uh because of like hormone treatment and then if they get the surgery on top of that Mm. and then you're getting hormone treatment which you know uh, affects your brain i mean steroids are illegal Mm. uh and you can't take those and and a lot of that is because of the reactions that you have not only like metabolically but and steroids are illegal they are illegal in the marines uh in in the military in general Mm -hmm. and so that that was my thing like i think it's and then and then when they're 
I mean, yeah, I guess I just, I just have a lot of, no, a but, lot of questions. And, but, and yeah. so, so that, but that's what an amazing place to start, right? Yeah, like yeah. questions are, are a great thing to have. So did you know any trans Marines? Um, not a single one, uh, that I served with. I, I never met a single one. Um, yeah, yeah, I didn't know anybody in the Marines. No. Um, okay. So we can change that right now. Cool. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> Marines? Yeah. Oh, wow. Hello. Hi, Maddie. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Pretty good. So, Maddie, in only as many details as you're comfortable sharing, tell me about you. Well, I uh, I grew up in a small town, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and a uh, conservative family. We went to church a lot, a mm-hmm. uh, Pentecostal mm. uh, Christian, and I was this sort of solitary kid with long hair. <laughs> I spent almost all my time either playing sax and guitar mm-hmm. or uh, skateboarding. Oh. And I use those as like my outlets for mm. getting my frustration out a lot. And what are you seeking an outlet from? I feel like I didn't know myself at all. Mm. I couldn't see myself in the future. I couldn't see myself in the present. Mm. Um, I didn't really want to go into college right away. I was thinking like just an adventure into the unknown mm. might be best for me because I'm sort of an unknowable person. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, so I decided to join the Marines as a musician. Wow. Even though I knew almost nothing about the Marines. And this was right out of high school? Yep. What was the introduction to the Marines like? All Marines have to go through three-month boot camp, mm. combat training, so it was a lot of hard work. Yeah. It was a ton of work. Um, but it were, it really was an adventure. I got to travel the country. I became a, a leader very early. Mm. I, I was a sergeant. Oh, um, wow. Before my 21st birthday. Oh, my God. Things that I learned there have kind of propelled me through the past 20 years. The core values in the Marines, honor, courage, and commitment, mm. and integrity, those mm. things especially now and mm. I'm really um, feeling them in my core and <laughs> mm. they define me in a big way. Mm-hmm. How are you using honor, courage and commitment right now? Um, I really feel like, you know, I'm honoring my friends and family mm. and others out there who have, you know, struggled with who they are mm-hmm. through the years by being myself now. Mm. Um, coming out as a, a trans woman. It's funny because sometimes I think it's sort of like a, one of those born identity movies <laughs> uh, where the government taught me these values <laughs> and little did they know that one day I would use them to live openly as a trans woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's kind of beautiful. What was the coming out process like? Well, um, you know, after I left the Marines, had an epiphany a few years ago that you know, life is really short. Mm. It's about living your life as who you are with integrity and, you know, being an example of that for sure mm. for your kids. And I have a daughter. Mm. So there, there was a huge shift in, in me mm. um, when I felt that. And I knew I had to come out. Mm. And it wasn't even a question. I just knew I had to do it. It was a really magical moment, too, because... Now it became 
a challenge mm. and it was oh oh you think this is impossible mm-hmm. wait and see <laughs> yeah. because yeah I'm coming for you, life, and yeah. I'm going to slay this thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Wow. How has it felt to live out loud and proudly as as a trans woman? It's been amazing. Mm. It was hard going right up to that moment, and um, I, I didn't know how people would react. Mm. I knew people would be surprised, mm-hmm. but I wasn't expecting... Uh, to be surprised myself by the reactions because I just got a ton of support and love. Mm, that's from, from wonderful. A lot of people. Yeah. Um, people I served in the Marines with, and mm. then I also was in the Air National Guard. Mm. Um, uh, and people have been amazing. So last July, uh, when Trump suddenly announced this um, trans ban in the military. Where were you when that happened, yeah. and how did it feel to see that? I think I was uh, at work, mm-hmm. I think, and I and I heard the news. I had sort of a swirl of thoughts and feelings mm. <laughs> in the wake of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I served for 16 years in the military, um, you know, and that's not a small thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I, I right. come from it. I come to it from that perspective, and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody thinks of the phrase, once a Marine, always a Marine. Mm-hmm. If you're a Marine, it's weird because it's almost like, um, an unsentimental fact. Yeah. It's just, it is what it is. It's just like you, are, you are a Marine. A Marine, yeah. That's, that's just the way, it, it's just a fact. So, um, you know, the, the, the place I have in my heart, uh, for the Marines uh, is right next to the place I have in my heart where I feel in my core that I'm trans. Yeah. And there's sort of like two sides of the same coin mm. because, you know, the courage and integrity I learned in the military are things I use every day mm. and that, that have really given me the opportunity, I feel like, to mm. to do this thing. No, did did you interact with any people who vocally supported the ban? No, I really haven't done that. Mm. Um, I've I've steered clear of that. So you are about to talk to someone who did, at least at one point, vocally support the trans ban. How are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. You know, it, it's a little nerve nerve wracking, I <laughs> guess, because I I don't really do that. Like. <laughs> talk to people and, and about, you know, issues like this. Mm-hmm. I sort of steer clear of that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I do kind of think my example, just like being mm-hmm. myself and mm-hmm. and being in, in the lives of my friends and family, that has um, some effect, I, I hope. Mm-hmm. Well, do you, do you feel ready to have this conversation? Yep, I think so. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do it. <laughs> Great. Hi, Maddie. Hello. How are you? Stay right there. We'll be right back. 
If you like this podcast and you want to help support it directly, you can check out our merch store. We have brand new shirts that say, Empathy is not endorsement, a mantra I've made for the show, and stickers that say what I say at the end of every episode, remember there's a human on the other side of the screen. Also, there's a shirt that has Rob Wilson's beautiful logo for our show on it. Check it all out at www.conversationswithpeoplewhohateme.com and click on Merch. All right, let's get back to the conversation. Maddie, can you hear us at an okay level? Yep, you sound sort of reverby, but it's probably like a speakerphone or something. We are on speakerphone, but it's just for recording purposes. Are you okay with that? No, I have to back out. I'm sorry. Okay, (laughs) it's done. All right, well, thank you so much. So um, to kind of kick things off, Maddie, can you talk to Tyler about your history and time in the Marines? Sure. Um, joined the Marines in 97, and I had a unique job in the Marines as a musician, but went through boot camp, combat training, everything Marines do. So, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a single day, we could spend hours on a really delicate piece of music mm. and then go and, um, you know, firearm training, gas chamber, um, you know, physical fitness. Mm. But it was a lot of hard work. And now just so you can hear, Tyler, tell Maddie about your experience in the Marines. Sure. I was um, a 35-31 motor vehicle operator. And so when we deployed, we did route clearance. uh, We did security. We did um, logistics. You know, a lot of it was just like, prepping a lot of convoys, a lot of like, you know, weapons maintenance and training and, you know, probably a lot of the same things that you did. Gas chamber sure. too. <laughs> what does that mean? That sounds terrifying oh, to me. Gas chamber. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to, do you want to take <laughs> yeah, that, Ma- Maddie? Or? Maddie, what, what's that? Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, uh, gas chamber training, you go and you're in this, um, enclosed space and they, um, release tear gas. And you have to do a series of things, and if you do them correctly, then then you get out of there, and you'll you'll be fine. You'll get through it. But if you um, if you can't operate your gas mask correctly, or you, you don't breathe, you know, as you should, if uh-huh. you're too nervous, then a few seconds after getting in there, you're crawling for the door. Damn. Yeah. That, that's that'll fuck you up <laughs> so okay um this is great to know so i also now wanted to bring up you both very bravely came out as identities one of which was not and one of which now is not necessarily welcome mm-hmm. in the military tyler i want to start with you you came out as gay yeah yeah i did um I remember when Don't Ask, Don't Tell was repealed, I was deployed and... Oh, it was right then. Yeah, it was. And somebody ran up to me with a newspaper that had this image of a uh, a male Marine jumping on another male Marine, oh, you know, kissing him in, yeah. in, in the Hawaii hangar bay. I remember that image. Yeah, it was, yeah. Very, it was an iconic photo. Yeah. Then I tried to come out and uh, my best friend at the time, uh, he, yeah, banded me. I mean, he stopped being my friend entirely and this was in a combat environment. Whoa. Um, and... I just went into like a very deep depression and I didn't want to come out. Then when I came back out of deployment, I I just couldn't. I like wanted to come out. And Don't Ask, Don't Tell was repealed, so I knew right. I could. Yeah. Uh, so and, and and just sure. so people know how that works, Don't Ask, Don't Tell was a policy implemented by Clinton. Yeah. Right. Correct. That was saying yeah. you're welcome to be gay in the military as long as you don't tell anyone. Uh, I, I think I, that's I think that's a little bit too of a generous. Yeah, way too generous. <laughs> yeah. it, it was like 
uh, during during when Don't Ask, Don't Tell was was in place, people were getting kicked out quite often. Like I remember even being in yeah. when it was Don't Ask, Don't Tell, and I remember them like my sergeant coming around and just saying like, if if if, if any of you guys get caught, you know, yeah. no, no, we're gonna find you faggots. Like blah blah blah. Oh fuck. Oh yeah. Uh, and he's like, even though it might be repealed here in the next couple of years, like just know that if we catch you, you know, being a fag before, then you're oh. then you're out. And I remember like my my fists, wow. like my palms, yeah. like sweat, and yeah. I was just like, oh my god, oh my god. So, I mean, so so this is a, a really important thing we're hitting on right now, which is that like policy is affecting how people are treated. Oh yeah, right, Ab- absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Maddie, you were serving in the time when "Don't Ask, Don't Tell" was law, right? That's right. What was the kind of vibe under Don't Ask, Don't Tell? I did actually have um, very close friends in the Marines who are gay, who either told me at the time or later. Were they nervous? Uh, we didn't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, right. But that's the, yeah. the name of the policy. Yeah, that's yeah. probably right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How have you been treated as a gay Marine, both in the Marines and, and beyond? When when I did come out, uh, obviously, like, the first time in, in, in Afghanistan, it was like, yeah, it was bad. It was not good. Uh, <laughs> that uh, yeah, was when the lo- Losing a friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Losing a, losing a friend was not was not ideal. Um, uh, then, then when I came out in uh, Hawaii, when I got back, it, it was actually, like, one of the most beautiful experiences of my life. Really? I, yeah, I came out to my, my like, uh, one of my best friends and... He looked at me, and it was just like the sweetest thing. He just like had this smile, and he just looked at me. He's like, "What?" Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm gay." And he was just like, "Like, why didn't you tell me? Like, I, I, why, why, am I the first person to know?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, thank God." Like, that <laughs> yeah. was all he was like worried yeah. about. He'd be the first person. Yeah. And then the rest of my, and then of course you know they're Marines, and I you know Maddie knows about this. Like, mm-hmm. they ask the most inappropriate questions you could possibly imagine. You know, like, mm-hmm. do you like to take it up the butt? Like, yeah. Blah right, blah blah right. blah blah. All that stuff. And I would answer in the like most thoroughly disgusting and descriptive way, so yeah. that they <laughs> right, would right. feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. If you're gonna ask me that question, you're gonna get yeah. a fucking answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, but no. I mean, overall, it was very well received, and I had I felt more love from my command uh, for coming out than I did from uh, sadly my own family. I love them, you know, but like that's really how I oh, felt. Man. I felt like they were much more accepting. Yeah. So, Maddie, I know you didn't come out as trans when you were in the Marines, but once a Marine, always a Marine. Sure. So yeah. you came out as a Marine. So, what was your coming out process after the Marines? I was in the Air National Guard for um, 12 years, and it was even after that that I came out. But um, I just sort of, I didn't think I could ever come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't seem like anything I could even fathom mm. happening. I just thought, you know, people would lose their minds, mm-hmm. <laughs> basically. Uh, mm-hmm. And one skill I learned in the Marines is to suck it up. Nobody ever told me that explicitly. Like there wasn't a drill instructor mm-hmm. who said, if you think you're transgender, you must suck <laughs> right, it up. Right. He did call us ladies a lot. And you were like, <laughs> okay, I'm into this. It's the nicest thing they ever said to me. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, the reason we're on this call is that in, in a since-deleted Facebook post that I actually haven't seen. <laughs> um, Tyler wrote in support of the trans man um, and then got a lot of pushback. So so Tyler, why did you delete? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I Yeah, I felt, honestly, I felt like this is going to be brutally honest. I'm, I'm like applying for jobs and I really didn't want this to be something that inhibited my ability to get a job. Mm. Sure. I basically said, 
that I thought I thought it was ridiculous that the left was kind of arguing in favor of having trans uh, people be able to serve uh, when they're so like ardently against the military industrial complex in the first place. And then later on, like, you know, people commented back on there, you know, like I was a bigot and stuff like that. And that's when I started getting into more intricate arguments in the comments, which mm-hmm. were like, well, what about the Rand Report? And we all know the comment section is the greatest place to have nuanced conversations. Oh, so many. Yeah. <laughs> right, uh, right, people right. are really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh-huh. But I guess my, my thing was like, I thought about when I came out uh, in the Marines and when I was deployed. And there was a point when I was so depressed that I wanted to kill myself. And I thought, what if someone was transitioning uh, when they're in the military? You know, say, I mean, even if they're not deployed, like, you're in the Marines too, Maddie. And, like, you know how stressful the Marines is in general. So I thought, like, what would that have been like? Because arguably, like, coming out as trans, especially now, is much more challenging than coming out as gay. Like, um, and so that was that was what I what why I was sort of in support of the of of uh, I hate calling it the trans ban that just sounds like so. Uh, I mean, like, I mean, but, but I feel like it it is well. I yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I think Maddie, would you what would you call it? Do you call it the trans ban? Yeah, I mean, in my mind, I, I think that's really what it is. Okay, so so to to kind of sum this up, the. The kind of feeling you had, Tyler, mm-hmm. was I'm against these tweets, sure. but I am for this ban because of the research I'm reading. Yeah, yeah. And what were these sources for you? You said it's the Rand report. So yeah, the Rand, it's, it's Rand something report, um, which kind of outlined the budget. And then, you know, I just looked up like, basic information about you know how long it takes to transition and what 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 hormone therapy does uh to to people and so i thought man like maybe it would be better if if trans people weren't able to serve because i mean a it might even help them out because Mm -hmm. that's going to be really challenging for them but also uh overall like readiness of the military you know when it comes to like a strong military i think it's you know it doesn't make the military more strong to, to ask people to hide who they are because, you know, that's an exhausting thing to do. And it's also sort of goes against the, what I consider the greatest values of the military, the integrity of the, the members. So, I, you know, I think it might actually make the military weaker uh, to uh, ask trans people to hide who they are. And trans people, I mean, they, they, they aren't monolithic though. Uh, you know, some trans pe- people don't opt for any med- medical inter- intervention, um, and some do to varying degrees. I mean, I guess I just always thought I didn't think that um, that trans people didn't. I just kind of viewed them all as wanting to transition. Yeah. Or I just I didn't. I guess I just didn't really know that there were uh, tr- people in the trans community that maybe didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean transition means different things to different people. I think unfortunately, you know, issues surrounding trans people are made out to be political issues. That's sort of how they're they're filtered down into what people hear about trans people. But I don't actually think it's a political issue. You know, I was talking about don't ask don't tell earlier. And you were saying, like, the policy sounds better than it is. Because like, yes, in theory, don't ask don't tell 
is like just stay closeted, but you can be gay. And in theory, the trans ban, like you were expressing, Tyler, is like, well, it doesn't make sense on paper in in this way that is presented to me. And and I'm not blaming you mm-hmm. for that. I, yeah, yeah. I'm saying like you you were reading this report that presented trans identity in a pretty monolithic way. Yeah. Right. And I think the trans ban might have the same effect, right? When when legislation or when policy says, like, we're banning this group of people or we're literally silencing these group of people, as Don't Ask, Don't Tell did, you're also leading people to kind of create biases, Yeah. right? Yeah. You know, just looking at the, the culture in the Marine Corps, it won't move unless it's sort of like pushed along by the leadership. Right. We started this conversation kind of just talking about the trans ban, but we've invoked don't ask, don't tell. Um, Don't ask, don't tell would not have allowed you, Tyler, to enlist in the Marines. And as we know, the trans ban uh, would ban you, Maddie, from joining. So first I want to ask Tyler, where would you be if you were not allowed to enlist in the Marines? Um, oh, that's a good question. <laughs> that is a good question. Uh, I, I, I could, I couldn't tell you, but I mean, I can tell you how good it's been for me. Mm. Um, you know, maybe I wouldn't, I wouldn't have free college. I wouldn't have lived in Hawaii. I wouldn't have traveled the world. I wouldn't have some of the friends that I have. I wouldn't have this, the skill sets that I have of just being able to be resilient. Um, yeah, I mean, it would have really harmed, like, hurt my life mm. for sure. Yeah, definitely. Maddie, same question to you. Uh, where would you be without the Marines? I'd definitely be in a different place. It's hard to imagine because it it was so formative for me, and you know, I can trace so much back to the Marines. Yeah, I mean, uh, life would have been much duller, I think. <laughs> For sure. And uh, having the experience of serving the Marines is unlike anything else. So it's it's hard to even imagine. I don't know. I just want to say thanks. You're the first uh, transgender Marine I've ever met in my life. Oh, awesome. Uh, via phone. And it's really awesome to meet you. And um, I don't know. I guess I just appreciate you explaining, uh, well, talking with me in the first place. And then also, uh, like, not... I don't know, being upset that I had questions and, and uh, maybe, you know, dissenting opinions on, on the, po- the policy that obviously isn't in place in the first place. Um, and I also uh, wanted to say, like, you're super brave for serving, uh, especially, you know, years before I did, uh, when it was probably a much more hostile place for anybody in the LGBTQ uh, spectrum. So yeah, I guess that's it. And thanks. Yeah. Thanks. It's so awesome to meet you and, um, hear your story and thank you so much for coming on here. Um, and, and letting me share my story too. And, you know, I, I can't imagine what you went through coming out, um, while you're deployed. Um, and yeah, I'm just in awe of, of you having the bravery to do that. Um, so if that's, that's where I am right now. <laughs> wow. Thanks. Um, you know, I, yeah, I, I think it's amazing. And, um, yeah, thanks for being open and, and discussing this stuff. I think it's definitely an open, open story. You know, we'll see where the story leads. 
one thing I, I, I like to think about, you know, you know, I transitioned myself, but I may be in the driver's seat, but I think, you know, everybody around me is a passenger. So I think, you know, we're all on this sort of story together. Yeah. So, um, I'm hopeful. I think it's exciting and, uh, and it's just great to, uh, to get to talk about this with you. Thanks. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> well, that feels like a wonderful place to leave this. Thank you both so much for being on this call. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, John. I guess we'll all see each other on the internet. We will. Great. Okay. <laughs> Bye, Maddie. Bye. If you'd like to be a guest on this show and take your own online conversation and move it offline, please visit www.conversationswithpeoplewhohateme.com for more information. Conversations with People Who Hate Me is a production of Night Vale Presents. Vincent Cascione is the sound engineer and mixer. Christy Gressman is the executive producer. The theme song is These Dark Times by Caged Animals. The logo was designed by Rob Wilson. And this podcast was created, produced, and hosted by me, Dylan Marin. Special thanks to Adam Cecil, Emily Moeller, and our publicist, Megan Larson. We'll be releasing episodes every other week, so I'll see you in two weeks with a brand new conversation. Until then, remember, there's a human on the other side of the screen. We're racing, racing through these dark times. It's hard to take it, but we're gonna make it through these dark times. Make it through these dark times. Dark time.